Let us pray. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. John 19.30 Thank you, Jesus, for carrying your cross up the hill. When my moment comes, I will be like Simon, and I will take the weight of your cross upon my life until I complete my mission here on earth. Reflecting on the most holy of moments, like Jesus, I give my life to you, God, as a living sacrifice. May you use my life to bring your name glory as long as I am breathing. In the same way that Jesus brought hope to the thief on the cross in the midst of his pain, so too will I bring hope to others, even when I feel the burden of life's challenges. I will remember that the greatest act of devotion to you, God, is to bring people into the knowledge of your saving grace and forgiveness. Through your death and burial, Jesus, you put into action the greatest chess play in all the cosmos. Through your death and burial, you have given us the ultimate checkmate over Satan and his plans. The best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Jesus' Death and Burial In our last story, Jesus was taken before Pilate and brutally beaten. The crowd demanded Jesus be crucified. Pilate, who knew Jesus was innocent, washed his hands clean and released Jesus to be crucified. In this story, we will learn about the death and burial of Jesus as inspired by the Gospels. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hello, Jack Graham here with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. 
In our previous episode, we heard how Jesus went before Pilate, the Roman ruler, and though no fault was found in him, the religious leaders clamored for his death, insisting that Pilate send him to the cross and release a criminal named Barabbas. Jesus was beaten, humiliated, mocked, tortured, yet he remained silent, willing to fulfill God's purpose for his life. Today, we'll hear as Jesus goes to the cross and the final words that he says as the sin of the world bears its full weight on his shoulders. So let's listen now to the reading of God's Word. The day grew dim, and clouds began filling the skies. Jesus was given a cross to carry up the trail of Calvary, a hundred-pound piece of wood carving a deeper hole into his already exposed back. Jesus carried his cross up the hill towards the place he would die. After losing blood and oxygen, Jesus collapsed to the ground with the cross. Unable to carry it himself, a soldier took a man named Simon from the crowd and had him carry Christ's cross for him up the hill. Some cried for his death. Others cried to not have him die. Thousands of people followed Jesus up that hill to watch him be crucified. Many mourned for him that day. Yet underneath the blood and sweat, Jesus walked with joy towards the cross, knowing what it would accomplish. Legs trembling, blood dripping, and lungs gasping for air, Jesus made his way to the place of the skull where he would be crucified. Soldiers grabbed him and laid him down onto the cross. One by one they hammered nails into his wrists and feet and raised the cross up high for everyone to behold his suffering. Crucifixion was designed to be a slow and painful death. For hours men would gasp for air by pulling up on their feet and wrists that had nails driven through them. Slowly, Jesus began to breathe and look upon the crowd. And the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is truly Christ. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. The soldiers took his clothes and divided it up between them by casting lots, which fulfilled the prophecy that said that they would do so. Pilate had a sign made in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek, so that all the people can read it walking by, which says, Jesus, the King of Jews. This disturbed the Jews, yet Pilate would not remove it. Jesus' cross was placed beside two thieves— One mocked Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us if you are so powerful. But the other thief swiftly rebuked him, saying, Have you no fear of God? We are getting what we deserve hanging here, yet this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, please, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus then looked down toward his mother, who was sobbing inconsolably. Jesus, in one of his final acts, turned to John, one of his most beloved disciples, and said, Son, behold your mother. And he charged John to look after his mother. Darkness had now enveloped the skies completely, 
as if preparing for what was about to occur. Nine hours had passed on the cross, and Jesus looked up to heaven. Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, he cried, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For in that moment the eternal bond between the Father and the Son was severed, and the sins of all mankind were thrust onto Jesus as a tsunami does to the shore. Then Jesus yelled out one more time, Father, I give you my life. It is now finished. Then he gave his spirit to the Lord, the one who with a word spoke light and life into existence, spoke his final word. The same lungs that breathed life into mankind in the Garden of Eden exhaled their final breath. Immediately, the curtain that hung in the temple was torn in half, symbolizing the tearing of Jesus' flesh, removing separation from man and God forever. The ground began to shake and the skies poured forth rain. Rocks were split in half and for a moment the dead walked among the earth in darkness. The earth itself was mourning the death of its creator. A Roman commander saw these things happen and gasped in awe. Truly, this man was the Son of God, he said. After the chaos had passed, they brought Jesus down from the cross. The Jewish leaders did not want the bodies to be left up during the Sabbath, so they asked Pilate to let the bodies be taken down. They took the criminals down, broke their legs, and then moved on to Jesus. It was obvious that he was dead, so they instead pierced him with a spear, and blood and water came out of his body. This fulfilled the scripture that Jesus' bones would not be broken, and another scripture states that his body will be pierced. Joseph, a wealthy follower of Jesus, asked Pilate for his body. He feared the Jewish leaders, so when Pilate agreed, he took the body quickly. Nicodemus brought myrrh and aloes, and they both wrapped his body with these elements and linen. They then placed Jesus in a new tomb that no one had ever been in near a garden. This was the day of preparation, and because the tomb was close, they placed Jesus there. In the darkness of the tomb, the Son of Man laid his head. His followers, the city, and the whole earth were in mourning. Sadness gripped the hearts of all who loved him, and grief overcame them for a short while. There was no knowledge of what was yet to come. In today's reading, Jesus is walking the way of the cross. It's known now as the Via Dolorosa. With the beam of the cross on which he was to die weighing heavily on his shoulders, Jesus walked towards Calvary. His body was already beaten and bloodied, and now he was forced to carry the symbol of guilt and shame through the city with people yelling and screaming and spitting at him. Finally, the Lord collapses under the weight of the cross, and a man named Simon was pulled from the crowd and made to carry the wooden beam the rest of the way. Jesus knew what awaited him when he arrived at the place called Golgotha, the place of the skull. Death would not come quickly or without pain. A crucifixion could last for hours, even days. His body would endure indescribable pain, but that would pale in comparison to the spiritual pain that he experienced on the cross. And yet Jesus continued step by step 
to accomplish God's plan of salvation for the world. He came to die, to rise again, that we might have eternal life. When he finally arrived at the hill called Calvary, Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God, was laid on the cross, arms open wide, and nailed down by his wrist and feet. The soldiers were experts in keeping people alive to expose them to the maximum amount of suffering. This was all described as a deterrent for other criminals. As Jesus was raised above the crowd, his weight hung on the nails, his flayed back rubbed against the rough-hewn wood of the cross, and he struggled even to lift himself to take the next breath. The way a person died on a Roman cross was by suffocation, drowning in one's own fluids. Raised up above the crowds, Jesus watched as the people mocked him even more, telling him to draw upon the powers of God and to save himself. The soldiers joined in the insults, showing no regard for his suffering. This was cruel beyond imagination. And yet, as he looked on those who put him there, the Roman soldiers, the crowds of people, even the religious leaders who conspired to have him killed, his heart was not filled with anger or rage or hate, but indescribable and intense love and forgiveness. He prays, asking God to forgive them, for they did not know what they were doing. This was the end of the long road Jesus had walked, the culmination of his earthly purpose. He had known all along that many who once flocked to see him would turn away and that he would face death alone. Even his disciples would leave him. Still, he went there willingly to die for you and me. We heard how there were two men next to him, two convicted thieves, criminals who were not innocent. They were receiving their due penalty. One joined the mockers, failing to see Jesus for who he truly was. But one of the thieves, one of the men, surrendered his life to Jesus, asking him to remember him when he entered his kingdom. This man had no time left. No works could earn him God's favor or salvation. There was no church to join. There was no religious rites to perform. He was moments away from death, hopeless and helpless. And yet, because he turned to Jesus by faith, he heard Jesus reassured him of his eternal hope and home in heaven. Today, you will be with me in paradise. What happened to this thief on the cross reminds us that it's never too late for a new beginning and that there is nothing we can do to earn or deserve our salvation but to put our lives in the nail-scarred hands of Jesus, that he and he alone can pardon us from our sins. Even in his moments of pain and suffering, Jesus, the glorious Savior, the good shepherd, continued to look upon those that he loved. He charged his disciple John with the care of Mary, his mother. As darkness descended on the land, Jesus knew there was still an even greater pain to face. The Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world felt the full weight of our sin on his back. And in that moment, he who knew no sin, according to the Bible, became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Every wrong thought, every action, impulse, desire, sinful desire of every man and woman who has ever lived and who will ever live was poured on Jesus that day as he hung upon the cross. His fellowship, perfect fellowship with the Father was broken in that moment, and he cried out these words that we find in Mark 15, verse 34, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?
He was speaking the words of Psalm 22. And even in those words, as Christ acknowledged God's holiness, he was professing his trust in his heavenly Father. Finally, Jesus gave up his spirit and breathed his last breath. It was finally finished. He cried out, it is finished, which means accomplished, paid in full. Tetelestai is the word in the language of the Bible. Christ paid in full the debt of sin that we owed so that we could have eternal life. Our debt was paid in full. Jesus paid it all. At that moment, the curtain in the temple, a symbol of the separation between man and God, was torn from top to bottom. God himself had removed the great chasm, the barrier between himself and those created for himself. It was in that moment that Christ had come. It was for this moment, this miracle, that Christ had come, and now his purpose is fulfilled. The plan of salvation is complete. Satan is defeated, and salvation is now offered to all who believe and trust in Christ. As Jesus' body was laid to rest by the few that had remained to care for him, there was one great enemy yet to be defeated, and that is death. He would conquer death. There is grave sadness on that dark Friday and on that silent Saturday, but a joyous day was coming soon. A resurrection is promised. Dear God, we can never get over your love for us and what you endured for us that we might have your love and grace, salvation, and eternal life. We will praise you forever, dear Lamb of God, for all that you have done for us and continue to do for us. We remember that it is by your blood that we have redemption, salvation, and eternal life. So we trust in you. And just let me say to all who are listening right now, if there's never been a moment in your life when you have invited Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This can be your miracle. He died for you. He rose again. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, which means that all your sins are forgiven, past, present, and future, that Christ is alive in you and that you have the hope of eternal life now and forever, that you will be with him in heaven when he comes for you. So place your faith and trust in Jesus now by receiving him, repenting of your sin, turning to him and trusting in him as your Lord and Savior. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.